Welcome to another episode of Putting the Pieces Together with Jigsaw Learning. I am joined today by Stephanie Brown from Fort Vermilion School Division, and we're looking today at a focus area that is a non-academic area when it comes to collaborative response. So hi, Stephanie. Thank you for taking time to be here today. Thank you for having me. So if you'd be so kind to introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about the context you work in. Absolutely. Um, so I'm the principal of Florence McDougall Community School in High Level, Alberta. Um, we are located in the north in the Fort Vermilion School Division, as you mentioned, um, and our school is a kindergarten to grade three school. We have approximately 350 students and about 55 staff members. How did you come to hear about collaborative response? Um, so our school division started working with uh, Curtis and Lorna five or six years ago to implement it across our school division. Um, because of some staffing changes, as well as the COVID restrictions, we've had some gaps in the implementation process, um, but we've just kind of continued to move forward as a school division during that time. You've been engaged with collaborative response for a number of years now then. We have indeed. What might you say is one of the most important lessons you've learned over the years? Um, for me personally, uh, it's ready, fire, aim. So I'm a planner. Um, and so I tend to be someone who wants all of those pieces in place before I start. Um, and that slogan uh, is sort of what it's become for me is has really helped me to implement this this process. Um, so I really encourage people to, to not feel like you have, have to have all the pieces in place. I really find that the Jigsaw Learning Team is fantastic about that as well. Um, because you can just kind of get started. So whatever pieces you have, start with your CTM, if that's the best place for you to start, start with your, your continuum of supports, if that's the best place for you to start, get going and then you kind of adjust what, what you need to adjust as the process continues. If you get the process started as early as possible, you're impacting kids sooner, you get that opportunity to see what needs to be adjusted because you're already implementing the process, um, and you have a better idea of what kind of questions you, you even need to ask and, and you can address to the Jigsaw Learning Team for their support. What might be one of the greatest highlights you have from implementing collaborative response? I would say building staff capacity. Uh, it's just that collaborative piece is such a great way to build everyone's toolbox with you know, all of your teachers. In our school, we're lucky enough to actually be able to have our support staff involved as well. Um, and so whether you're a new teacher, a new EA, or a veteran teacher, you're building your toolbox, you're getting ideas from each other. How is it that you're able to get your support staff involved in your collaborative response? So again, we're, we're pretty lucky because I definitely empathize with, you know, all administrators trying to, to schedule. Scheduling, regardless of what your scheduling tends to be, one of the, the biggest hurdles in a school. Um, we are very lucky because how our school division hours are set up is that the day ends at 2.45 for the kids um, and then support staff are here until 3. So what that allows us to do is once a month when we have CTMs, we give time in lieu for our support staff. So for that week that we have the CTM, the support staff would be allowed to leave at 2.45 at the same time as the kids. And that builds up to an extra hour of time where they would stay for, for a meeting from three until four that week. Thinking outside the box. Your school has identified a non-academic priority area of connectivity. Can you describe what connectivity is? 
So uh, connectivity is that relationship between students, staff, parents, community members. Uh, it's just kind of our understanding and belief that supporting the social emotional well-being of students looking at the whole child is really paramount to all aspects of their learning. How was connectivity determined to be a priority area for Fort Vermilion School Division? Uh, so it actually started at central office. So our superintendent, uh, Mr. Mike McMahon, saw the importance of having a connection goal um, linked in with our numeracy and literacy goals. And so then from there, our administrative team and our board of trustees finalized the wording. Um, so that was for our division as a whole. And then schools were given the flexibility um, regarding kind of their education plan and what, what words they wanted to use it for their school goals and their school priorities. And so we have implemented that at our school as one of our priorities as well. What might be some data and evidence you're using to inform decisions being made around connectivity? Uh, so again, we're really lucky because we have the, the support coming down from um, for the whole school division. Uh, so our division actually made a connectivity survey for our grade one to 12 students. So each division looks a little bit different for our grade one to three students here at our school. Uh, the kids are asked how they feel in relation to being at school in general, how the staff make them feel and how their peers make them feel. And then we look at that data. Um, it's done twice a year at the beginning and end of the year. So we can kind of compare um, what we hope is, is growth. And in most cases, definitely has been. So shifting from data and evidence to that continuum of supports, what might be some ideas that you've included in your continuum of supports around connectivity? Uh, so yeah, our continuum of supports for connectivity is one of the areas that we haven't finalized yet. As I said before, this is just kind of a always a work in progress, always kind of making improvements. So that is one of the areas that we're still looking to finalize. But um, some of the strategies that have come out of our CTMs are things like um, students who were identified in our connectivity survey as maybe you know not feeling comfortable with the staff. Um, we set up times where they can have purposeful visits with some of our staff to make those connections. Um, we also have targeted groups for our students to build certain you know social skills such as confidence, um, building empathy. And then we also, um, our school does the second step program. And so every class in our building does that. And so it's also a really nice way in CTMs where we can talk about extension activities that can be used in the classroom for specific kids or even just kind of as a, as a review for the whole class. For those that aren't familiar, what is the second step program? Uh, so the second step program is a social emotional skills building program um, through the Committee for Children. Uh, it's something that really just kind of builds very specific characteristics. Um, so again, things like empathy, resilience, um, you know, finding they, they do a lot of work around helping students find solutions to problems or conflicts that they're having. Uh, the thing I really like about it is the intention is that the whole school goes through it at the same pace. So um, all of the grade one classes, all of the grade two classes, all of the grade three classes are all doing the same lesson within the same week. And then it actually allows me as the principal to then incorporate certain aspects. So every Monday I do an announcement that matches the characteristic that they're working on in second step that week. It sounds like a school-wide program to empower kids. That's fantastic. It, it absolutely is. What advice might you have for school leaders that are considering taking on a non-academic priority for their collaborative response? 
I think establishing some data sets and um, your school-wide programming that's consistent is really good, um, are really good places to start because it does give you some reference points as you move through the process, some things to compare back to. Um, and also don't be afraid to reach out for help because I mean, this entire you know, program is built around collaboration and there is no question that it definitely, um, it, I couldn't believe in it more that collaboration is the best resource. So reach out for help to the Jigsaw Learning Team or you know, other schools that have, have implemented this um, and just get started. What might be some next steps that you're planning on taking for your school on your collaborative response journey? So uh, we do want to make sure that we have established really solid continuums of support. We always keep in mind that it is a working document. There's going to be new ideas that come to us that we want to add, uh, maybe some programming shifts from year to year that we have to remove. But we, we definitely want to make sure that we have those solidified. Um, and we want to make sure that we're also always in the habit of referring to those data sets. Sometimes it is easy and we've absolutely been, you know, or I can say I've been guilty of this as well, where we have those CTMs, we start talking about strategies, um, and maybe we don't refer back to the data or start the meeting by looking at the data and looking at, you know, which kids are really in, have been impacted by the strategies that we've put in place and which haven't. So those would be probably my my two priority areas moving forward. A continuous process of growth and learning, much like learning is in general. Do you have any additional thoughts around collaborative response that you'd like to share? So uh, yeah, working with Curtis and Lorna and the team really has been a privilege. Um, they all really are a phone call away. I know we all we all probably have taken PD where people say, oh, contact us. They really mean it. Um, and I've absolutely reached out multiple times and it's made a huge impact. So it really makes the process of beginning, continuing um, to implement this, this process. It makes it achievable for anyone. They've been administrators, they've been teachers, they understand the challenges that come with this, as we talked about earlier around scheduling, um, they understand that and they, they'll support whatever you need to get the process going. So um, really, I just really strongly encourage people to, to take this up and, and just get started. Stephanie, I thank you for your time. I know as a principal in a K-3 school that uh, you, you are much needed in presence. <laughs> I appreciate that. It sounds like your staff and students are in very good hands, though. So thank you again for being here and sharing a little bit with our audience about your journey around collaborative response. Thank you for that. And like I say, thank you so much for having me.